All right. Well, today we're in a series called Back to the Basics. Uh, you know, last week we had a snow day. Come on, you don't have many church snow days. That was kind of cool. And so Pastor kicked off the series online, Back to the Basics. He talked about the teachings of, of Jesus and the importance of the Word of God. And I'm going to kind of kind of be a hybrid today, kind of in the middle of, of where we're headed. But if you go online, you can go online. And he did a great job of laying out uh, what kind of what discipleship is. Really, this whole, whole Back to the Basics, if you look at it, is just a pathway to, to being a disciple of Christ, right? And so and, and today we're going to talk about being a, a follower of Jesus, how growth happens, and, and, and discipleship. Everybody say discipleship. And uh, Pastor Walt did an incredible job on that, on the, the online video of laying out really the role of the church, uh, you know, in that process. So I encourage you to go online and watch that. Also, Pastor uh, talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's really powerful, but there's a book we have called Forgiving What You Can't Forget. Forgiving What You Can't Forget. And when Pastor was preaching and mentioned this, something happened where it just, it's like people drew into this moment because a lot of people can't, can't uh, you know, they realize I'm never going to forget, therefore they never forgive. This kind of goes into some deep heart issues. Listen, Christ didn't come to entertain you. Christ came to set you free. And there's things in life we hold on to. So pastor wanted to make this available. If you're struggling with any kind of unforgiveness, maybe you've been hurt, maybe you've been betrayed, maybe you've been in the place where you feel like you have dry bones, listen to me. God has something better to connect you with. And so this book right here is really powerful. And so if you need this, you're struggling, we have it over at Connect Center. And heck, you know, we just want to be a blessing. We'll give it to you. Amen. And, uh, uh, and so pastor, that was pastor's heart. And so today, if you have your Bibles, go to Romans chapter 2. I feel like we got a lot to cover with group launch and, and different things. We're just going to let God do what he wants to do here. Amen. Uh, Romans chapter 2 verse 4 is really powerful. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it, there's a point in there where he gets to uh, that's really powerful. And it says, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. Not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. I've spent a lot of time talking, thinking about this, you know, in the last probably couple of months that... that most people, when you talk about discipleship, immediate, immediately uh, equivalent that with something that's hard. Like, I can't understand. I can't take this step. I don't know how. And really, I, I've learned in life that when you get to a place of understanding what repentance is, the goodness of God leads you to repentance, which that word uh, uh, repentance simply means surrendering your life to Christ. It means surrendering to God as being sovereign in your life. And the reason that God can ask us to do that is because he loved us first. Come on. He gave his life. He set us free. And so God's not a God that's trying to make bad people good. That was never the agenda. The agenda with the, the heart of God and what he's trying to accomplish is to bring dead men, come on, to life. And, and that's what he does. He doesn't go around trying to make a bad man good. If you get, if you get in Christ, come on. The Bible says that, that when we were born, we were born into sin. And because of that, we were all dead in our trespasses. But Jesus came, and we sang about it a while ago, to bring life to the dry bones so that he could bring his anointing, his life into us. Come on, and we were walking, come on, dead men among the earth, but when Jesus comes into your life, come on, life comes into you. And, 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 and that's the, part, the, the great thing about discipleship. If, if, and I don't want to get too deep in this because I have something deeper in this in a minute, but the goodness of God leads you to repentance. Matthew chapter 16, verse 25 says, For... Whoever desires to lose his life, whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. You know, the scripture says that, that we're to cast our bread upon the water. 
and in many days we'll find that. I used to listen to that scripture as a kid growing up in church thinking, what does that mean? You know, that's, that's kind of confusing. And, and a lot of times we, we view it, but when you really listen to the words of that scripture, cast your bread, cast your life upon the water. It means that we, we simply surrender or we give it away. And then, and then in that process, we're not watching to see what returns. It's kind of like planting a seed. If you plant a seed or you're growing a pepper or you're growing a tree and you stood out there all day long watching the progress, come on, it'd drive you crazy. Surrendering to God's not watching, sitting and watching how everything's going to operate or see what the fruit is going to become every single second. Surrendering to God is to give it over, to cast your bread upon the water, cast your life, come on, into his hands. And when you cast your life into his hands, the scripture says that many days you'll find it. There'll come a point because of the seeds that you sow in life and the things that you're willing to give over to him. Remember, those that try to save their own life, manage their own life. Try to connect all the dots and think, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. You know, Pastor Lane just talked about it. We live in the overflow of the abundance of grace. We live in the overflow, come on, of God's abundant life. That's why Jesus came. John 10.10 10 says he came to give us life and life abundantly. So there's an overflow. But that overflow, come on, doesn't come through paranoia. And it doesn't come through just watching and, and, and desperately thinking, God, why aren't you coming through? God, why aren't you answering my prayers? It's taking your life and saying, God, I take my life. I'm surrendering to your sovereign will into my life, into my family, into my marriage, into my city, into my nation. I'm surrendering my life into your sovereign will, and I know in many days I'll find it because I'm giving it today. Come on, somebody. There's going to come a moment in weeks to come, months to come, or a year from now where you're going to look back and God's going to come through in a special way, but it starts, come on, with being willing to surrender your life today. And, and the more I think about it, I, I get, I, over the years of growing up in church, I, I, I used to get frustrated because we make everything in Christianity, Christianity seem so hard, and it's really the most simple process of all time. We have a Savior God had a son, come on, he sent him to the cross, took your sins, took your shame, took your addiction, took your punishment, took your hurt, took your grief, took your sorrow, so that you could live the abundant life full of purpose and destiny, come on, and take what's in you and give it away, so that you could discover something new, that you don't have to live just a repeat of every single day, come on, being like Vol Volcano Joe, y'all remember that movie Joe versus a Volcano? You young people can Google it, right? But Joe versus a the, the, the Joe versus a volcano was just a repetition of the same thing over and over and over and over again. And there are certain things in life where we need repetition. There are certain things in life where we need monotony. But listen to me, God has something on the inside of you, and every day can be a new discovery of something new in him. And as we as we approach it in that manner, so the goodness of God leads us to repentance. Repentance simply means a summons to personal, absolute an unconditional surrender to God and, and looking to him as sovereign. Listen, but it's more than sorrow and regret. It's a complete change of direction toward God. I would say that's what we need right now in our nation, amen, in our family, in our city, in our schools. Is we need a, a, a complete mindset of turning towards God because when you turn towards God, come on, somebody, he's standing there like a big old daddy saying, hey, I've been waiting for this. And so the, uh, uh, this is how I like to say it. The goodness of God leads you to repentance but it's devotion, come on, to God's will that leads you to destiny. 
And so God, God loves you. He's good. He's, he's, he, he has all this stuff for us. But when we take our lives, come on, and we turn it towards the direction of God and say, God, I submit my life into your hands, then something powerful begins to take place. And through that process, God begins to work things that are, that are in you that you couldn't fix on your own. That's why everybody that's here today is sitting in here because you realize you couldn't do it on your own. You needed something different, so you gave your life to Jesus, you got connected in the church, now the guy sitting on this side of the room, you high five as you come in the church, come on somebody, and, and the scripture talks about it, pastor talks about it as being a family unit, and so devotion to God leads us into destiny. Come on, smile at me this morning, it's going to be okay. I've been hunting all weekend, so, so I'm excited, right? And so devotion, here's where we're going to start having fun, are you ready? Pastor talked about it last week that in Matthew chapter 7, those that hear the sayings of Jesus and do the sayings of Jesus are those that build their life on a foundation, those that build their life on the rock. Everybody say rock. Jesus said a wise man, uh, those that hear and those that do, those that listen to my sayings and do my sayings, build their life upon the rock. And so it, it's devotion that leads us into true discipleship. And we need some discipleship in our nation today. Come on. We need some discipleship in our, in our communities and with our kids and, because they don't, they don't see some of the things. My son and I was talking about it yesterday. As he was talking as a young man. He said, Dad, he said, there was just things in our generation that we didn't, that it's like we, didn't, we weren't taught to do. Now, when I was growing up, it was a little bit different. And I, and I realized maybe my generation's part of, the, part of the problem in some things, but, but God's a big God. But when I was a kid, if Dad was working out in the car, car uh, driveway on a vehicle and he had the little light you hung. What do they call those? You flip the button and you can see. Come on. As a son, you were out there with him. And I remember being a kid thinking, all I could think about was football. That was my total existence. And so I remember being a kid thinking, man, I don't want to be out here. This is horrible. It would be 22 degrees or he'd have his big coveralls on. I'd be out there in shorts and I still do that today even when it's cold. But I didn't want to be there, and because I, 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 there was a point he made me do it over and over and over again, I think you, you build a little resistance to that, and I think, I'm not going to raise my kids that way. Now, I did, I've raised my kids to work hard, but I realized that when my son made that statement to me yesterday, that there were just some things that we weren't taught. We had to figure it out on our own. And, and I realized that, that there were things I didn't teach him how to work on the car. I taught him how to open his checkbook, come on, and pay to have his car worked on. And because uh, I, you know, all I, uh, cause my dad used to say to me, he'd say, that pigskin ain't going to pay your bills. But in my mind, as a 15-year-old, I was going to be the next big thing. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to do when you're five foot eight and white. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> Unless you're Wes Welker or something. All right. And so anyway, so I, there was some <laughs> impartation that didn't carry into that, that, that maybe so. But you know, there's no excuse being a follower of Christ. Listen to me. When we devote to his will, we discover things that are on the inside of us that are bigger than we are. When we devote to his will, we start discovering that, hey, there's, a, there's some giftings, and there's this thing called Jesus, and there's this thing called pastors, and there's this thing called elders and deacons and church and brethren and saints, and, and God's given members, and he sets members in the body as he pleases, and he did all this so I could discover my destiny. And so it's not a hard thing. So, so when, we, when, we, when we get into a point of understanding discipleship, we begin to realize to be a disciple of Christ simply means to be a disciplined learner. Pastor talks about it all the time. And so whatever we, 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 we choose to, to put ourselves into, where we're going to become disciplined or choose to learn, we become part of that culture. 
So if it's working on cars and, and that's your hobby and passion, come on, you become a disciplined learner. I did not when I was a kid, come on. I became a disciplined football guy, come on. And so through the process, if I could give you, I could, and, and I'll prove it to you. Can I do a little test with you this morning? If I said all my exes live in disciplined learners. If I said sweet home, disciplined learners. Are you with me here today? If we're going to do this test, let's play that, Brandon. 70% the point being in that, and I'm having a little fun today, is, is the fact that whatever we've paid attention to and decided to invest in, come on, becomes a culture in our lives. And the scripture teaches us to become a part, come on, of the culture of Christ. So being a disciple of Christ is not a hard thing. Just for some people, they haven't put the time in, come on, to become, become a disciplined learner where it becomes a part of their culture. The scripture tells us that we're members, come on, that are set into the body of Christ as God pleases. And so as we're walking out that process, when we take the time and we're willing to learn something new and we get over the mindset of, of, of excuses and, or whatever it is, that mindset that says anything to do with, with my Heavenly Father is hard, and we realize that if I will put the time in, come on, and become a disciplined learner to the, to the will of God, to the Word of God, to the sayings of Jesus in my life, then if I'll put that time in, it's just a matter of time before you begin to step into that culture. And as we step into the culture of Christ, you know, things begin to happen like we quit being mean and, 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 and all of a sudden the, the hurts and the pains and the unforgiveness we have towards others becomes, begins to go away and we want to be a blessing to them. The, the, the pain of life, the things that we have gone through, we realize have now turned into a story because we're part of the culture of Christ. We've, we're a part of living our lives based upon his will and his word is his will and his will is his word. And so when we get into that culture and we take the time to do it, the scripture says that we're citizens of heaven. I think about that all the time. I'm a citizen of heaven. That means I have authority in my life. The scripture says that God sets members and brings us together. The scripture says every share doing its part causes growth in the body. Listen to me, church. So the more disciplined that you become in discovering who God says that you are, it's going to help the guy or the woman sitting next to you. And, and there's a link that takes place, and, 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 and you know, that's part of the, the beauty of doing life together. We're celebrating life groups today, and the things that God, you know, the, 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 the things that God has for us, and you can go online and find those out. The service is over right here uh, at the Connect Center today. You can go sign up and meet our group leaders, and right now, due to COVID, we're doing it through online uh, and Zoom, but listen to me. We're doing that right now because we could sit and do nothing, but that's not part of the culture of the life church and that's not part of the culture come on of Jesus and so when you connect it brings giftings out of you and so you know the pastor says it all the time that we're better together and so devotion means to 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 simply set a set aside time for God to set a to set aside time for God it means to make him first and listen to me I know when you say that I, I've been I've been the backslidden Christian sitting on the back row and and listen to people say put God first. And I, and I used to think, man, that scares me. Because I know if I put God first, come on somebody, I'm about to go on an adventure. And so Kelly and I, when, when, and before we got connected back in church, we'd go to churches and visit and hide on the back row. And if you're on the back row, I'm not judging you, come on. Do the Macarena, we'll all be okay. We can't see you anyway. 
And so through the process, I'd sit on the back row and, and, and you know, just kind of waiting and discovering. And, 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 and we knew, hey, God has something for us, but we have no idea of the path that was coming. And so we'd be sitting on the back row and all, they'd have a prophet or something back there. And then they'd point back there to us and you just want to dive into your seat. But listen to me. God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of you. And through the process of, of what he calls discipleship, being a Christ follower, getting connected in church, getting rubbing elbows with those around you, finding the giftings that are in, in every single person that are in this room. Every one of you have giftings. And I don't care what Uncle Joe told you or Aunt Sally told you or any part of your family that told you that you didn't have. I'm here to tell you today that everyone sitting in this room has a destiny to fulfill. And it's connected through God's church. Come on, somebody. And God puts his church, he placed his church in, in, in hands of pastors and leaders. And, and you thank God we have a senior pastor who has vision and wants to impact and wants to reach and wants to touch. But if we're going to be a, a disciple of Christ, listen to me, it simply means that we make time for God. Remember, we gotta, if we're willing to lose our life for his sake, Jesus promised, come on, that you would find it. And listen, when you find it, you know what you're going to find? You're going to find it repaired. You're going to find it seamless. You're going to find it full of the Holy Spirit. You're going to find it full of the life of God. Come on, somebody. And it's going to, it's going to translate things that you thought that, that would never work out. There's going to come a point where God does things just to show you how much he loves you. Come on, somebody. But it doesn't, it doesn't start there. It starts with us surrendering at that moment. I remember when I, when I made the decision in my life to truly surrender. I, I'd surrendered partially but I'd never truly surrendered and, and there came a point where I, I realized I'm surrendering my life and I'm taking my life and, and I'm not saying this religiously because that's how you're going to hear it because you've heard it the same way so many times in life is I took what's inside of me and I said God I want this in your hands I'm not going to ask you I'm not going to beg I'm not going to try to figure out how to how to work this out and make it flow I'm taking my heart today, I'm placing it in your hands, and I'm, I'm surrendering to you as being sovereign in my life, and I trust, come on, as I go on this journey, that you're going to work it out. And I can tell you, to this point, there's still things in life I don't understand, but one thing that I do understand is that God orchestrated steps all along the way that I could have never orchestrated myself, could have never figured out myself. So look at somebody and give them an air high five or whatever you want to do and tell them, hey, God has your back. And so maybe you're here today and you've struggled with that. You're struggling with that process of, of following God and you know you've heard the, the right things to do. And listen to me, don't do it because mama wants you to do it. Don't do it because your neighbor wants you to do it. You do it because you realize how good your God is. They can't walk through your journey with you. A lot of, and so we're not, our, God, our call is not to, to talk people into Jesus. Our call is to make disciples Jesus said it this way. He said, you're the light of the world, and a city on a hill cannot be hidden. And so you won't have to say a word. When Jesus is in your life, the light that begins to shine on your life will draw men to you. And as God draws men and women to you, you begin to make disciples. He didn't say just gather together. He said assemble together. Come on, and every share doing its part causes growth in the body. Come on, you're the light of the world. Somebody say, I'm the light. The pastor, I don't feel like the light. I didn't ask you how you felt. Come on. Do the Macarena. Come on. God is good. And, and I was going to have Pastor Lane come demonstrate that for you this morning. He said he'd fire me, and I, I didn't like that. So I'm just kidding. Number two, Christ has a path and a process for you. 
again, we're disciplined learners. We're, we're moving forward, and because we have a path and because we have a process. And listen to me, the path is his word. The path is your relationship in the local church. Your path is, is your tithing. Your path is, is taking what Jesus said and applying it to your life and to your marriage and to your friendships. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, the path is forgiving yourself. Come on, somebody. A lot of times in life, this just stirred up in me, is our problem isn't necessarily forgiving others. A lot of times in life, our problem is that we can't forgive ourselves for the mistakes that we've made. And so some of you, you're on that discipleship path. And, and listen to me. When you talk about discipleship, it's not a pretty process. Uh, the, the, the 12 disciples were with Jesus three and a half years. They were still messed up. Matter of fact, one of them denied Jesus. Do you remember that? After the three to three and a half years. And so God's not saying, hey, get it all together. God's saying, be willing to go through the process. Be willing to go through the pathways and honor me. Listen, and as you honor me, in many days it'll all make sense. In many days it'll all come back to you. And I got good news for you. Whatever you give to God doesn't come back uh, uh, in in. In, in just a flat mentality, whatever you give to God comes back multiplied. The scripture teaches us that God does exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And so today's your lowest level. Come on. Today's your lowest level and your walk with God and your relationship with Jesus. Today is your lowest level. And you may not, maybe you're hearing you don't, well, I don't feel it. I'm telling you, faith and feelings, that's two different things. I didn't feel like getting up at 4.30 in the morning yesterday to go to hunt when I woke up. Come on, but I'm glad once I got out there, are you with me today, that it worked out, that, that, that I was able to see God's nature and God's beauty and those kind of things. So feelings isn't the indicator. Some of you have lived your life so long based upon feelings that you're still trying to feel your way through and nothing's working out. I'm telling you today, as you surrender your life to Christ and get on this true pathway of discipleship and you're willing to go through the path and you're willing to go through the process and even embrace some of the pain that's deep inside of you, then God will take you on a journey. And in many days, listen to me, because you cast your bread upon the water today, in many days you'll find it. And when you find that bread, come on somebody, it's going to be multiplied and bigger than you thought or you asked. Give it a chance, right? And so, so I'm not here trying to be some pitch man for Jesus. I've never looked at it that way. As the Life Church, we want our light to shine. We're a city on a hill. As people of Christ, the Life Church, we're a city on a hill. I said we're a city on a hill. And that, and that starts and ends with you. We're a city on a hill. Jesus said, don't, don't hide, can you take your light and hide it under a, 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 a lampstand? That ain't the purpose. Be willing to let your story go forth. Be willing to let the pain and the sorrow that's in your life becomes God's greatest story for you. And when, you ha when that happens, life begins to flow and change begins to take place. And, it, it, you know, I was sitting there during praise and worship, and it's like compassion just hit me during the dry bone song and, and the rattling. I wish we could do that one again. And, and, and I could see that there, there are people that you're in your life, it's just I could see the dry places. I could remember the dry places I've been in when I thought, God, are you real? And he's like, in many days. You may not understand it today, but in many days, you'll find it. That wasn't even in my notes. It's just coming out. In many days, you'll find it. And there's things I can't figure out. But I know God is good. And I know the journey. Come on, somebody. By simply surrendering your life. And that's, that's you know, even, even yesterday, sitting in the deer blind thinking, man, the blue in the sky and the 
halfway green trees because the freeze kind of knocked that out, out of the park and doing the Macarena, waiting on the deer. I really don't do the Macarena. But knowing that in many days, you know, I got to, got to hang out with my son yesterday. My wife tells me, you got to quit crying from stage. <laughs> but I got to hanging out with my son yesterday and just listening to his heart and, and, and the things. And, and, I, and I was telling him, hey, you know, real gently, I said, son, why don't you factor a little, little bit of Jesus in there? He's like, well, I said, what do you want to do? What's stirring in you? Well, I don't want to work by the hour. <laughs> That's what he told me. I don't want to work by the hour. And I said, is that as much as you, you know, what, what do you, I, I said, it ain't about that. And he said, well, I'm not sure I want to be in ministry. I said, I didn't say anything about being in ministry. I said, have you factored any Jesus into your decision making? And I said, if you'll, if you'll allow some Jesus to come in and you'll be willing to lose your life for his sake, to let, a bit, let, a, let Jesus come in, I said, son, and you'll cast your bread on the water. I said, in many days you'll find it. And when you find it in God's hands on it, it comes back exceedingly and abundantly above anything that you could ask or think. And so once you're, when, you're, when you're on the path and you're on the process, you've got to determine that I'm, not, I'm, I'm willing, come on somebody, to trust God as I give away what I want to hold on to. There's times in giving where you think, man, I just bought this shirt and maybe something in you says, hey, you ought to give this to so-and-so. That's not the devil telling you to do that. Do you understand that? And, and it means something to you. When you give something away that doesn't mean something to you, it's not giving at all. But when you take what God has placed in your hands and something that means something to you, like your time and your energy and your, and your family, and, and, and you know, there's stir, stuff stirring in you to go to missions, but you don't want to leave your family, but God's calling you to missions. I'm telling you, what you give, God, give to God and place in his hands, he will multiply that, and in many days it will all come back to you. I can't explain how. I don't have to. Come on, God is God, right? He created the heavens and the earth. He's the Alpha and the Omega. We don't have to figure that out. And so we're on this path. We've got to stay on the path of, of being a learner, of being a disciple of Christ. And so Kelly and I went hunting a couple of weeks ago, and my wife likes to hunt and fish, and I like that. Come on, somebody. That gives us that, that bond. And so we are hunting a couple of weeks ago, and we pulled into the lease. It had been snowing for a couple of days, and, and the purpose of the trip was to go hunting. And so Pastor Walt and, and Wayne made some pl a place available for us to go hunting, and so I was all excited. I never thought about mud being on the place. I didn't have a four-by-four. And so when we pulled into the gate, I was, I mean, I was excited. We were going, you know, going to the blind. That was the path. There's a road and everything back there. It's really great, right? And so we're in the truck. We drive through the gate. We get about 100 yards in there, and all of a sudden, something just don't start. It just doesn't feel right. And the hopes and the dreams of hunting start spinning in the road. And the car will go nowhere. So I went and found wood, and I stuck uh, wood up under the tires thinking, I'm going to get out of this mess. And so my wife looks at me and says, oh, great. What are we going to do? So I looked at her in that loving, gentle way, and I said, I don't know about you, but I'm walking to the deer blind. And I was, I was excited. And she, she looked at me and just kind of rolled her eyes and jumped out of the truck and listened. And, and, and we still had a path, and we still had a road that took us, come on, where we set out to go. And because of that path and because of that road, the vehicle might have been stuck, but come on, our legs weren't stuck. And so we decided, we got out of that truck, we walked, and I thought, you know, I have this thing, and I'll just say, it's just right over here. And, and I don't know how far it is, but it's a long way back there. I almost thought she was going to shoot me on the way to the blind by the time we got there. 
But we had a path. Listen to me. We made it to the blind. I don't remember if we shot anything or not that night, but I do know that we went to go hunting, and we weren't going to let the vehicle stop us. Come on, somebody. The vehicle had the problem. We didn't have the problem. We still had a road, and we still had a pathway that took us to, to the place of what we set out to do. So I want to tell you today, you think that when you set out on your path for God that the enemy's not going to bring some distraction into your life or somebody into your life to rattle you or your Aunt Linda's going to call you and tell you, come on, hey, did you hear? And all this stuff starts happening. You, you've got to uh, eliminate the distractions and say, Jesus gave me a path. And he said, if I'll do his word and, and I'll follow the path, he said, I would build my life. And a lot of times we don't build a life because when the first obstacle comes into play, come on, somebody, the reason that God has pastors preaching and teaching into your life every Sunday morning isn't for entertainment value. Come on, somebody. It's to impact something in you so that you get on a path where you don't draw back to perdition or draw back to the places of destruction. So just because something bad happens doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It just means you've got to make an adjustment. And even if you've got to get out of the vehicle and actually walk, come on, somebody, we're walking by faith. And you take those steps and, 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 I'll, and I'll let God flow. You don't have to understand it all. Come on, somebody. You just have to understand that he's for you and not against you. And so discipleship's a beautiful thing. Will there be problems? Sure there will. But that's part of life. Will there be moments you want to you question? Yeah, there's going to be those times. But that's why you're hooked into the local church. That's why some of you are going to sign up for a group today and let some of these seasoned group leaders speak into your life and take you from where you are to where God wants you to be and help you get on a path and help you be accountable. And when you're down, they'll be there to pick you up. In 10 years, you may be picking them up. Come on, somebody. That's how it works. And, and you're taking the expression, the, the spiritual employment. God has spiritual employment for each and every one of you as you're connected. I said you have spiritual employment. Well, Pastor, I, I'm not the most gifted. Or they're not going to listen to what I say. Or, Pastor, I've had too many mistakes. Listen to me. All that's out the window today. We're sitting in the life church. Somebody say the life church. God takes the dead and turns it into the living. Come on. You have moments, and if you're willing to give it away, and I'm not going to ask you to make complete decisions on everything in your life today, but what I'm going to ask you today is what are you willing to lose for his sake so that you can find the living water that he has for you and the beauty that's coming your way? I sense that strong, the beauty that's coming your way. Well, my life don't look beautiful. Come on, he takes dry bones, and he turns them into living. He takes ashes. He turns it into beauty. He takes simple disciples and men and turns them into world changers. What spiritual employment does he have for you? Some of you fought it. Some of you came in here today thinking, I need something. I need something in my life. And I'm here to tell you today that if you'll get in the path and you'll get in the process and you'll let God take you on, on this adventure I'm talking about, you know, I'm not promising you're going to understand every step. But I will say in many days, in many days you will find it. And when you find it, come on somebody, it'll be exceedingly and abundantly above anything you can ask or think. What's God asking you? There's some of you, every head bowed and every eye closed. What's God asking you to give up today? Is there something stirring in your life? Maybe you've been holding on to pride or maybe you've, you know, I can't go through all the, the motions of, of what we face in life. But what's that thing that's stirring on the inside of you? I believe God's stirring some things, and God's saying, give it away. Give it to me. Place it in my hands. Take, take it and trust me. He loves you. 
He, wa he wants you to take that whatever is on the inside and place it into his hands. Cast your bread on the water. Cast your bread on the water. Cast your bread on the water. In many days, you're going to find him. What's God asking you to do? Just right there between you and him, what's he stirring in your heart to do today? And I just declare today, there's some that here that you came in and you were defeated, but something in you is happening right now. And the Holy Spirit is shaking you. The Holy Spirit is moving you. The Holy Spirit is doing some rearranging, even in the thinking that you walked into this building with this morning. And I just declare that as you walk out today and, you're, and you, you get in connection with his with the teachings, you get in connections with life groups, you get in connections to get around somebody and let them pour into you. And there's some of you sitting in here today, you've held on, and this is stirring in me, you've held on and held on and held on, and God's been stirring you on the inside to give it away. God's been stirring that gift on the inside of you to say it's time to help others. Listen to me. I just believe right now here at the Life Church that God is stirring us into a different place pastor has seasonally been teaching us and structuring us, but it's time for us, every share, come on to do its part. And there's some of you have giftings. It's time to give it away. Don't hold on to your life. If you do, you'll lose it. But if you'll lose your life for his sake, come on somebody. God's going to stir you into a whole other direction. Let that begin to take place on the inside of you. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness. Stand to your feet with me for a moment. Just lift your hands to heaven. Jesus, we thank you today. We believe, Father, that you're stirring people to where you want them to be. Father, that this path and process is a whole new level. You're here today and you say, Pastor, I haven't even made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life, but I want to get on this path you're talking about. I want to get into this process under the covering of a church, under the covering of, of, of God's sovereignship, and I want it to move and to stir. Say this with me. Holy Spirit, I surrender my will into your hands. Father, I give my heart to you, my life to you, and I declare today I'm willing to cast my bread on the water. You said in many days I'll find it. And listen, the, the scripture tells us to, to, to confess to one another, to encourage one another. And so if you're here today and you, 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 there's something in you and you know it's time to give it away, go tell a pastor, go tell an elder, go tell a leader, one of our prayer partners as they get ready to come. And just partner up. Take the step. Take the step. Take the step. And let God take you. Come on, as a person. And let God take us as a church exactly where he wants us to be. Amen. Jesus, we thank you. We pray today that as we walk out of here that something is stirring, something is moving. There's things in our life, Father God, that you're shaping up for. And Father, as we release it into your hands, you said that, that as we, what do we give up for your sake, Father God, that, 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 we would find that life. And Father, we, we declare today that purpose is happening. As we're connected to your purpose, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.